An early look at free agency, how Nick Casario can build this roster to be more competitive for the upcoming season, and with the potential hiring of D'Amico Ryans, as we wait on a thread, what should be his realistic expectations for 2023 as potentially the Houston Texans' next head coach? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm John Hickman, joined by none other than Cody Davis here to discuss the Houston Texans on this Tuesday. I know a lot of you guys may be looking and wondering, what's up with the hat? Well, I'll tell you. Whenever I get home, I leave work at the door. I pick my PS5 controller up. I hit that beat. I go to Madden. And from that moment on, this hat symbolizes in my house, I am now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons on Madden. But you guys are not here for that. You are here to talk Texans and talk shopping with D'Amico Ryan's uh, potentially being hired by the Houston Texans. We are awaiting that news. Nick Casario is not off the hook just yet. He has an important free agency in front of him, and Cody and I believe that it is very important to discuss the potential of what he can be, what he can do in free agency this year. Uh, just looking at some of the positions that they need help in. Number one, I think that it is Smart to invest into your running back position this year. You already have Damian Pierce. He's going to be coming back for his sophomore year, hopefully healthier than uh, when he started this upcoming season compared to when he ended last season, almost you know a few yards short of a thousand yards. But I think when you look at Jeff Wilson, played for Miami this past season, he's a good runner, averaging five yards per carry. His current market value is currently two point. Nine million dollars, but you know what? I like why I like Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson has some familiarity with the potential next head coach for Houston and D'Amico Ryans as they both spent time in San Francisco. So he's a running back that not only are you getting a good young running back, he's 27, 28 years old, uh, that's right over the curb, but he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires, just like D'Amico, not D'Amico Ryans, Damian Pierce, and he's a player that can really you know, be effective for the Houston Texans with not a lot of carries, right? He can average those five yards per carry, 4.5, 4.6, getting it done and help out your offense. Cody, I like Bradley Bozeman, right? Uh, Bradley Bozeman spent a lot of time in his first half of his career with the Baltimore Ravens. And when he played for the Ravens, really helped that Ravens squad be one of the best running teams in the league at that left guard and center position. Now, this past season, signed a one-year deal with Carolina, so he is an upcoming free agent. Uh, Bozeman played in every offensive snap for the Panthers in the final 11 games of this season. Uh, very, very, this is nasty blocker. A nasty guy, moves bodies out the way, really helped their rushing attack, which finished 10th in the league in yards per game after losing Christian McCaffrey. He's a physical center. He also, you're, you're going to love this, he avoids penalties 
and mistakes. That's what you want to hear. You want a guy that's nasty, but you also want a guy that's smart along with it. Also, Bozeman only allowed two sacks and committed four penalties in 12 starts this past year. Um, combine that with playing in 100% of the snaps since week seven. I believe that he deserves to be paid, and I think the Houston Texans should be calling him up and trying to figure out, hey, what, 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 how do you feel about coming down and playing in Houston? And right now, his current market value is sitting at $12 million annually. Last player on my list, and of course, there are a lot of free, free agents out there that I believe the Houston Texans should be taking a look at. I think right now we're just in preliminary talks. But the number one player in the NFL that I think should be on Houston's list, the number one, like he should be number one on, on D'Amico's, uh, Cal and Hannah McNair's list, uh, Nick Serio's list, everybody's list right now is Deron Payne, defensive tackle to play for Washington Commanders. This past season had 11 and a half sacks, 18 tackles for loss, 20 quarterback hits, and from a that was all from a DT position. That is something the Houston Texans desperately need, a defensive tackle that can affect the run and get after the quarterback. Right now, per pro football focus, his market value is an annual average salary over five years of a little bit over $19 million. And I think for the Houston Texans that when you look out the last time they had a dynamic-ish good defensive tackle mm. in DJ Reader, this was mm. a – different defense and if we are going to look at the potential hiring of D'Amico Ryans you got to look at how they play football in San Francisco under his leadership they like to get after the quarterback and a lot of times they like to do it by just trying to see if their front four can get after the quarterback they have a very talented front four I don't think that this front four in Houston which does have some talent they're nowhere near close to that. I believe that Houston will address that also in, in the draft as well. But it would be great if you can get an anchor up front to help with that. And then you look at this. Deron Payne coming to Houston, combining that with a Malik Collins who will be coming back, that could be great for whoever you put out at those bookend positions because life should become a whole lot easier for those two guys at the right and left DM spot. So, um, or however he runs his you know defense three four four three left outside linebacker however you want to look at it the combination of pain and combining that with a Malik Collins or whoever they see fit to play next to that if that's a possibility of course if they can bring pain to Houston I think that would do wonders for starting off his young career as a head coach. Hmm. Um. I'm not about to go player by player and say I think the Houston Texans should, you know, go after this guy and then should sign this guy. But what I will say in terms of this early free agency talk that we are having, I think that Nick Casario is in a better situation to build a better roster than what he did the first two years. Um, one, the franchise is a lot is in a much better state than it was in 2021 and in 2022. And not only that, you do have a lot more money. Even with this organization potentially bringing in D'Amico Ryans, I still don't think you, the, the, the Houston Texans will be a free agency destination. However, uh, when you take a look at guys like Damian Pierce, when you take a look at guys like Jalen Petrie, um, Derek Stingley Jr., there there is promise as for starter, starting caliber players. However, I think that this free agency 
will be a great opportunity for Nick Casario to actually add some depth to this organization. Um, and I think that is where I, I believe Nick Casario would actually have an opportunity to build a better roster. Um, the one guy that might be on my free agency list and one of the main things I want the Houston Texans to focus on is getting your new quarterback a lot of weapons. Um, we talked about it here a lot on this show. You know, yes, Davis Mills did regress throughout the 2022 campaign. However, I do believe some of that was just due to the inabilities of the weapons that he had. When I take a look at this free agency class right now, you're not going to be able to have an opportunity to get the cream of the crop. However, I think a big steal in free agency, um, especially given the numbers that they have, would be a wide receiver like Jacoby Myers. This is a guy you could add him in to the wide receiving core. Like, you can add him into the wide receiving cord. Like they have to add more talent and more depth. And John, you, 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 this is something you alluded to on several occasions. You said that this franchise does not have a lot of depth at the wide receiving core, correct? Yeah, I said that, but I didn't say go get Jacoby Myers. No, no, but Jacoby Myers, when you take a look at his numbers, you're not adding him to be your team's number one wide receiver. However, he would give your new your new quarterback a lot of depth at that position because think about it. You're adding him to a, a wide receiver group that's all, that already has uh, Nico Collins. John Mechie is coming back. You t- We talked about it here on uh, – a couple weeks ago on the show in terms of Amari Rogers and Chris Moore, like this wide receiving core has an opportunity to go upwards. And I believe, especially the season that he had this past season, 840 yards, six touchdowns on 67 catches. And you did that with a Mac Jones who was, uh, it's kind of in the both of Davis Mills where we saw some regression in his play. You pair him with a better quarterback with, and you put him with a wide receiving class that is not, Dependent on him to go out there and be this team's number one receiver, that is that is a realistic approach of what I could see Nick Casario doing in free agency. I love that. I love that approach, and I think you are one hundred percent correct. This is the year to make sure that you are providing this team on both sides of the ball depth because can't afford another year if guys drop. Now you have to go to practice squad players or. Or the guys that you want to step up in some of those positions to be, you know, rotational players, they're just not cutting it because of the lack of depth, explosive and invaluable depth that you have on this team. Uh, I think that's great, man. A perfect approach. The best part about this is this is, of course, the way to early free agency talk. Uh, they don't even have a head coach right now, technically, at the time <laughs> of this recording. But it is important for the Houston Texans to upgrade positions for starters i.e. a Bradley Bozeman at center, i.e. a Deron Payne. But it also is important for the Houston Texans to boost up our positions by bringing in bodies that can affect this team moving forward, like a Jeff Wilson. I don't think Jeff Wilson would be a starter over Damian Pierce, but I think Jeff Wilson would be a very valuable piece to this offense, whoever is behind center and whoever is calling plays. Uh, your, your, to your point in Jacoby Myers, if Jacoby Myers came to Houston right now, Jacoby Myers would probably be the best – number one option on his on his team right now on a roster plain and simple um so you know he can look you can look at jacoby as a depth piece or a piece that can go out there and be a number one day one starter either way nick serio who has money this year i think houston is seventh right now in the league sixth or seventh in, in terms of money for cap space he will have the opportunity to build and that's what we're looking forward to building 
building and development of these players and building a roster that can really be competitive. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. And I don't need to tell all of you lovebirds that you've probably had your date plans already on the calendar for weeks now. But have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? I know the, the reservations are made. I know the flowers are picked. But has everything been made perfect? Well, whether you are celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find the jewelry you need as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNow.com. At BlueNow.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments. You can even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Blue Now provides expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that help you in control, help you place place you in control so that you don't get, you know, the usual hassle of the uh, jewelry shopping process and focus on the romance. That's all that matters is the romance process. And Blue Now helps you with that. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNow.com. That's BlueNow.com for up to 50% off. BlueNow.com. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the host that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Hey, by the way, did anybody see... Joe Burrow, not Joe Burrow's dad, but he may be Joe Burrow's dad now. But Patrick Mahomes, senior, <laughs> smoking on that Joe Burrow, man. I'm proud of my baby boy. I loved it, man. The media and everybody was 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 talking crazy about Patrick Mahomes. We've never really heard from his dad. I thought that was one of those moments where he came. I was like, y'all thought y'all had my son messed up, huh? Watch what he did. Mm. But let's look at realistic expectations for. D'Amico Ryans, whenever he is announced, potential realistic expectations for D'Amico Ryans whenever he's announced here in Houston. Uh, and, and what should we expect in his first year? And I'm going to pass it to you first, but I will say this. The expectations, I think, are much more concrete whenever he's announced compared to the past two seasons. Hmm. And when I look at the realistic expectations for D'Amico and his potential first season with the Houston Texans, um, to be honest with you guys, I'm not going to look at it as terms of wins and losses. Um, it's way too early to talk about that right now, especially given that we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. But, I, but what I want to see a realistic expectation for D'Amico, I think that we're going to see a lot of the young guys. It doesn't matter if it's rookies, especially that sophomore class and even the junior class. The realistic expectation for D'Amico is just to make sure that the development with these young guys continue to be on the right path. And that is very important because, John, I don't know if you remember, but going back to last year when the Texans hired Lovey Smith, and elevated Pep Hamilton. We all looked at that 2021 draft class and said, oh man, this is going to be awesome for a lot of those guys, especially for Davis Mills. We thought that we was going to see continuous growth in every single one of those guys. However, 
for a majority of the season, the only guy that looked like he took a step forward in his development was Nico Collins. We just finished talking about Davis Mills. Um, Roy Lopez, it took him a long time to really get things going. I mean, Bourbon Jordan, at one point, he was, uh, I think he had recorded about two or three health, healthy scratches throughout the season. Like that sophomore class this year did not take a step forward with their development under Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton. Now, when you take a look at the Miko, especially given how great this rookie class has played, especially when a lot of these guys were healthy and how much we are expecting these guys to take another step forward. When you take a look at the Miko Ryan's, I talked to several sources. They always talk about the Miko Ryan's ability to teach young guys and to help them develop. And I think that is going to be the most important expectation for D'Amico in his first season, potentially with the Houston Texans. And of course, the, the number two expectation, man, is, is just to finally bring some normalcy back to the Houston Texans franchise. Um, for the second year in a row, Houston Texans, first team eliminated um, out of the playoff contention, and they used the mascot Toro um, just to poke fun at the Texans. We all know ever since they blew that 24 to nothing lead, lead against Kansas City a few years back, this is a franchise that has basically been the laughing stock of the league. Now, not only are you bringing in a new regime, but you bring it in a guy with, with D'Amico Ryan who has tons of of credibility to his name. And I think finally we're going to look at the Houston Texans and say, you know what? That team is one, a real NFL team. And two, and most importantly, that team is, ha that team has something that they can build on for the future. And let me say this really quick. It's not like I'm correcting you, but I think we can agree that Lovey Smith also has a ton of credibility, but I think his credit is for before inflation. Lovey Smith, his credit works before the recession in 08 and definitely <laughs> before the eggs were $10 a card. Now you look at D'Amico Ryans and his credibility is for 2023 as a head coach. And I think that's what I love the most. And then I also look at. Uh, no, I was going to say, look, that was no disrespect to Lovey Smith. Like, yes, he brought tons of credibility with his yeah. name alone. However, when the Texans hired him, it wasn't like how it is on the verge of D'Amico Ryans. Like, Think about it. When Lovey Smith got hired, this literally came out of left field. And we talked about it here several times on the show. Everybody know what it was. You was about to go to one candidate, and all of a sudden, due to a lawsuit, you automatically switched and went to Lovey Smith. So that's what I meant by in terms of credibility. Because even though Lovey Smith was still the best candidate out of everybody they damn near interviewed last year, it wasn't like that is the head coach of the future. Yeah, no, no, I, we get it, you know, uh, and that's that's what I like the most. Like, he brings that credibility over here. Uh, that's number one. Number two, realistic expectations for a lot of the young guys, year one going into year two, year two going into year three, and, and even the players that they're going to bring in eventually in free agency, which we just talked about, there's one word that I would like to say, and that's favor. Mm. And I, I think when I look at favor, well, what D'Amico Ryan is going to bring is going to be favor in terms of schematics. Scheme, how are these players going to be playing in his scheme? And I think that you talked about development. Well, a part of that development is putting players in the best position to succeed, which we hadn't always seen in the past two seasons with David Culley and Levy Smith at the helm of Houston, uh, you know, for the Houston Texans head coach. That's what he's going to bring, right? Like we, we talk about all the time the the next step that Derek Stingley can possibly take 
under D'Amico Ryans compared to what he did under Lovey Smith. And you know what? I don't think that's we, – we shouldn't be mad when folks overblow that because that's the truth. He was the number third overall pick for a reason. He has the talent. And at times, whenever he got comfortable playing zone, he made plays. One of the most beautiful plays of the entire 17-game season was when he read Trevor Lawrence's eyes, turned around and got that pick in the back of the end zone. Right? So I think we're going to see him in more favorable favorable positions because of Lovey Smith. And you know what? I, I'm going to tell you what we ain't talking about, what we got to talk about, Cody. And this is me putting my coach hat on. <laughs> we going to limit some of the missed tackles in Houston. <sighs> right? I can see I can see D'Amico in, 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 you know, in, in the coaching rooms. You know how they walk around with their hats like this and they, mm-hmm. in film room, film session. <laughs> you got to break down better than that. You got to anticipate better than that. You got to wrap up. You got a you got a, a proper tackle there. I can see D'Amico coaching to limit, and I'm I, and I know they did it under Lovey Smith, but I just think it's going to be a little bit different here with the intensity that he'll bring. Just those missed tackles, and so between favor and, and him bring and him coming in, uh, favoring some of these players and putting them in positions that the scheme will be much better for their skill trait, and 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 cutting down some of those missed tackles. What's not to love about that? And those are realistic expectations. I love how you put it. It isn't about terms of wins and losses. You can't judge it right now when this team isn't put together. Wins and losses really start to be a conversation around late July, August, right, when you start looking at some of these preseason games, going through training camp and everything. Right now it's about what can he do that does not affect the numbers in terms of wins and losses, but we can expect this team to be better at. And I think all of those that we just pointed out, development, uh, different scheme, and, and cutting down on those missed tackles, horrendous missed tackles that we were just mind-blown from watching, those will be all three three great qualities that we'll love to see. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're number one in sports book in America. And with FanDuel, even if you are new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to three $3,000 back in bonus bet in your first if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel safe book. The FanDuel app, excuse me, is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you can get your paid winnings instantly. Can't beat that, really, man. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Before we get out of here today, I know a lot of you guys may not want to talk about it, but it's a real conversation to be had when we look at Pep Hamilton staying in Houston as a quarterback coach. He's going to be moving away from offensive coordinator, transitioning back to you know quarterback coach, which, by the way, hmm. if we're looking at some of the successful things that Davis Mills did last year when he was a QB coach compared to this year when he was an offensive coordinator, I can see why Davis Mills played a little bit better last year. Sometimes, Cody and listeners, the added work takes away from what you're great at. 
and we've seen Pepper Hamilton be, you know, successful as a quarterback coach for Andrew Luck before he was an offensive coordinator. Same for Justin Herbert before he moved on and transitioned uh, to be here in Houston. So in terms of development, we can't talk about development and not look at his past and not look at his history, right? And I think that it makes sense if D'Amico says, you know what, I want to bring my own coordinators, right, and even some position coaches. But you do have a track record of helping some of these quarterbacks get over the hump. And I'll tell you this. I'll go even further. A quarterback coach for Trey Lance would be great if, you know, we talked about that possibility. Trey Lance, boy. Yeah, I'm just, you know, we talked about the possibility and of him coming to Houston. But any young quarterback, right, um, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, we throw out Trey Lance again, maybe another year of Davis Mills, whatever the possibilities are because they are endless. We don't know until they make the decision. I wouldn't be upset if Pip Hamilton was strictly a quarterback coach. Mm, I agree. Um, Because as you mentioned, you got to take a look at his track record, man. Um, You mentioned the likes of Andrew Luck, Justin Herbert. I'll take it a step further. When you go back and take a look at Andrew Luck's best years in the league, it came when he was alongside uh, Pep Hamilton, even though he served as the Indianapolis Coast Offensive Coordinator, but it came when those two were together. Um, You mentioned um, Justin Herbert. In Los Angeles that one year, Justin Herbert still talked about how much he learned from Pep Hamilton. And I think in terms of some of the important positions, especially in terms of young players and their developments, Pep Hamilton can really help a young guy like CJ, a young quarterback like Bryce. I'm not about to sit here and name Trey Lance, um, but... I think he has a lot in a lot in store that can actually help young players. And John, I know you don't want to get into, you know, what a potential coaching staff for D'Amico Ryan's could be, but along with Pep Hamilton, I would like to say, I believe there are at least two, maybe three um, coordinators, position coaches that I would like to see stick around and work under D'Amico Ryan's um, first and foremost, the one guy that I'm that I'm real high on, Danny Barrett. We know that next season is going to be a very big season for Damian Pierce, especially with him coming back 100% healthy. Um, I mentioned mentioned it several times on this show. I wrote about it over at Texans Daily that Damian Pierce. And Danny Barrett, they have a really good and a really deep relationship. And I would hate to see D'Amico Ryan's bring in a new running back coach and Damian Pierce don't have that same camaraderie because, you know, he learned so much from Danny, from, from Danny Barrett. Not only that, in terms of coordinators, I think the only coordinator I would like to see stick around is Frank Ross. You know, Absolutely. There, there was moments where the special team unit was by far the best unit, the best position groups, and everything else in between that the Houston Texans had to offer over the last two seasons. And I think that he is also somebody that I would like to see stick around as well. So, you know, only time will tell, you know, what a potential um, D'Amico Ryan's coaching staff is going to look like. I, but I do agree with you, man. If Pep Hamilton can stick around in Houston, he has to stick around as a quarterback coach for whoever is going to be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans in 2023 or is going to be. 
Well, you know what we're going to do about it here on the Locked On Texas podcast? We're going to talk about it, baby. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking us out today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and keep running those YouTube numbers up. Subscribe online under the name Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we'll be sitting here talking about the hiring or maybe not. But until next time, peace.